Welcome to the Healthy Hormones for Women podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, online nutritionist, weight loss coach, and hormone fixer-upper. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of information and inspiration, sharing with you simple and effective strategies from health, wealth, and all things personal growth. Get ready to become the master of your hormones and experience vibrant health to live a life of more power and possibility. Welcome back, ladies, and happy Tuesday. Today is a very exciting day because at four o'clock this afternoon, I am finally going for my wedding dress fitting. I have my shoes, I have my wedding dress that's been hanging in my closet for over a year, and I'm finally going to get it altered. And it's quite long, it's a little bit big on me. And if all goes well, and we can actually move forward with our wedding on July 11th, well, I obviously am going to need my dress. So the date is closely, very rapidly approaching. And to be quite honest, I feel like I'm so behind with everything. We haven't really done anything with flowers and decor. And so many things have been happening in terms of restrictions and lockdowns. And so many changes happen week by week. So it's been really challenging to plan. And uh, we've had to cut from 100 people down to 30. And who knows if we can still have 30. And I think this week, there's supposed to be another announcement in terms of changes with lockdowns and venues and whatnot. So I'm really hoping for the best and that we'll be able to move forward for July 11th because we have already had to change our date twice. And I really don't want to do it again. And I'm just really hoping for the best. So I'm really excited. And I have a feeling that everything is going to end up coming together very last minute and kind of feel like we're procrastinating, but we're not procrastinating. It's just we just don't know. We don't know what to expect. And so I have an idea of flowers and some decor and that I want to do. And yeah, we'll see where it goes from there. So I'll keep you posted. If of course you're interested at all, I'll be sharing on my Insta stories and um, just giving you behind the scenes as we prep for our wedding. And I'm definitely not a bridezilla. Like I'm, I'm so laid back. Maybe I'm too laid back when it comes to this, but There's been so much that's been out of our control that I have just been going with the flow. So fingers crossed, please send us good wedding vibes that it's all going to work for July 11th. And the other very exciting thing is that we have booked our honeymoon. It's kind of like our sort of honeymoon. Our honeymoon was supposed to be in Italy, and that's not going to happen. So we booked a trip to BC, and we are going to have an amazing trip in nature and exploring and adventure and being by the water. And we booked some beautiful Airbnbs that are literally right on the water. And we're going to go for some epic hikes and eat some epic food. And I can't wait. I am so excited. I'm just so excited to get out of my house and to be in a new environment and to actually step away from work. I really need it for like my mental and emotional health. And I'm sure many of you can relate and are feeling the same thing. So I'm really looking forward to it. And I absolutely cannot wait. And we're going to be going to BC for two weeks. And I'm literally counting down the days. So that is a little bit of that and a little bit behind the scenes of what's going on in my life over here. And I will not be sharing pictures of my wedding dress fitting today, just an FYI, because I'm still keeping that a secret. And of course, I don't want to leak that in case Gaytan sees it. I mean, that's one sort of part of me that's traditional is that I don't want him to see me in my dress beforehand. So I'm, I'm sticking with that. All right. So before we dive in today, we're actually talking about CBD today. We talk about the endocannabinoid system. We're talking about chiropractic care. Um, And being that we're talking about CBD today, I wanted to share 
the company Eaton Hemp that I have been using their CBD products and they are fantastic. They ship to Canada, which is fantastic. They have hemp food, CBD oils, they have pet CBD, they have all kinds of really cool stuff. And I have been loving their maple cinnamon hemp seeds. They're crunchy and I've been, I literally just eat them out of a bag. And then they have their Himalayan sea salt ones, which I throw in my salads and I use their organic hemp hearts. I throw those in my smoothies and then I use their CBD oil. I really love their products and um, they have some creams and stuff as well that I really want to get my hands on. So you can use the coupon code healthy hormones to save 20% off on their website. And again, that website is eatonhemp.com, E-A-T-O-N hemp.com and check out their products, take a cruise around their website, see what they have. And um, they really, use the entire plant, which is why they use the seed and they have hemp hearts and they have the oil and they have you know everything. And they're really using every part of the plant, which I really love and admire. Um, so save 20% off. And I get a question a lot about those who are in Canada. And um, this is a great company that does ship to not just the US, but Canada as well. So it's been great to get their products across the border. So do check them out. And of course, I always love it when you guys can find me over on Instagram and connect with me and let me know if you're using any of these products and how you like them. Um, so come share your experience with me. So today I am interested interviewing Dr. Andrew Kirkland. He is a chiropractic doctor and has more than 20 years of experience at the pulse of the global health and wellness industry. He completed his studies in Toronto, Canada and launched his career in London, England at a prestigious clinic where his patients included rock stars and royalty. Five years later, Dr. Kirkland returned to his hometown of Montreal, determined to bring the best of integrative healthcare to his own community-based center. His thriving practice provided expert treatment for a wide range of patients and conditions with a focus on health, wellness, and pain management. So we do dive into pain management today and how chiropractic care can be really beneficial for that. And you know, along his journey, he really started seeing the benefits of CBD with a lot of his patients and the pain that they were experiencing. So he really dove deep into the world of CBD and really learning about the endocannabinoid system. So we talk about what that system is. We talk about CBD and how it can play a role in pain management and even weaning off of pain medications. We talk about its interaction with hormones. And then we also talk about stress and how that can really manifest as physical pain, something that he saw very frequently in his practice of 20 years. So let's dive in. And I hope you enjoyed Enjoy the episode with Dr. Andrew Kirkland. Hi, Andrew. Welcome to the podcast. Excited to have you here today. Hi, Samantha. Thank you. I'm excited to chat. Yeah, it's great to connect with the fellow Canadian. We were just chatting offline right. that you aren't too far. You're you're in Montreal, which is amazing. So before we dive in, share with our audience a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Sure. So Spent 20 years in practice uh, as a chiropractor. I studied in Toronto, actually, and then practiced in the UK in London, uh, Montreal for uh, for well over 15 years. So I like to say 5,000 patients later, and every everyone from rock star to royalty to uh, you know to every everyone. A really fantastic career. And in 2013-14, I think you're you're probably aware the Canadian regulations changed around cannabis, uh, CBD, you know, other cannabinoids. And right. suddenly, I had patients arriving asking questions, and I had uh, zero information whatsoever. But I was kind of intrigued. 
And so as I started to, to study and, uh, and read up on things, I was really amazed at uh, history and political situation and all sorts of factors, but most importantly, really health potential. And that's what blew me away. A lot of the uh, basic science, uh, physiology research and whatnot around CBD. And so I started to um, raise some uh, information with patients and, and, you know, ultimately I had patients go out and, and get other advice and, and try cannabinoids. And, you know, very often we're completely blown away by the response. And I was blown away by the response, you know, uh, you know, physical medicine, and I would see people respond uh, to treatment much faster and get better quicker and, and all sorts of amazing things. But at the time, there were no products I could really recommend as a, as a health professional. You know, there were lots of uh, products out there that were green and all these fancy leaves on them. And, uh, <laughs> you know, they look like they were made in someone's kitchen or right. bathtub, literally, right? Um, and, and so here I have patients uh, reporting uh, amazing responses, and yet there are no products out there that really I could recommend as a health professional. So I traveled to the States and did a lot of research and tapped into my network. Um, I had some amazing contacts and was, was able to really start to develop products that I felt comfortable recommending as a health professional. And, you know, I, I was really looking just to help people. And then, you know, lo and behold, I was creating a brand, uh, which I, you know, at the time was not aware of, but totally. I was just making products and, uh, you know, I had some kind of crazy name for, for the products because uh, I'm more of a science guy as opposed to a marketing person. Right? So, <laughs> right. uh, so I had some crazy name, which someone one day said, well, why don't you just name it after yourself if you're trying to bring your credibility to the table? Right. So I founded this brand, Dr. Kirkland Therapeutics, and we launched in the States and then went on this absolute crazy ride around CBD and, um, you know, all throughout the U.S., uh, Europe, internationally, um, you know, fingers crossed in Canada in the next couple of months. Awesome. An, an amazing journey. And so I like to say I'm able to help people be on the walls of the clinic at this point and, uh, you know, really truly amassed uh, a lot of information. There's a lot of misunderstanding out there. So I love to bring my clinical expertise together with what I've learned and studied around CBD and other cannabinoids Amazing. and help share that information because I think there's some really valuable information and practices that people can initiate, which will have a very positive impact on their health. That's exciting. Well, yeah. awesome. I love that story. And um, thanks for diving into that for us. I'm sure our audience's ears lit up when you said celebrities and rock stars for sure. <laughs> and then um, I would love to know before, because I really definitely want to obviously dive into CBD and all that good stuff and, mm -hmm. and understand more of its role in pain management and hormones and all of that. But before we dive into that, I would love to just have a little bit of background in terms of how you wanted to become a chiropractor. Like how did that start? Uh, you know, I, I grew up in a, a family of six, always kind of healthy, outdoorsy, active. And I was, um, you know, going through college, I was, you know, applying myself, but maybe not as much as I should. So I, I got into engineering at McGill University and, uh, and really started to study and got fantastic marks and then realized, you know, maybe I should really explore uh, what I really want to do in life. And I, you know, I came to the realization that I wanted a, a career where I could help people. And so I looked at uh, medicine and, and went to some local hospitals and met some doctors I knew. And, uh, you know, they, they, um, it, it's not, not fair to say of the profession, but the people I met just didn't seem that like 
in love with what they were doing. <laughs> they right. often seemed a little burnt out and, uh, yep. you know, so, and then at the time I had a rugby injury, I had a terrible back. My uncle played CFL uh, professional football. He had had a chiropractor help him through his career. And so I had been referred to a surgeon who, who really, you know, spent 30 seconds with me, said I had nothing wrong with my back. And, and that was the end of the appointment. And so the uh, my uncle sent me to his chiropractor who took some good time, took an x-ray, found I had a stress fracture in the base of my spine and helped me address it. And really, you know, this this uh, gentleman was so passionate about what he did. I would often hang out Friday, end of his day, you know, after a long week, and he would share all sorts of information and stories. And so it really inspired me. And and the more I learned about the, you know, the 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 approach, I would say it really suited me as well, because it's a, it's a natural approach. It's, it's mostly based on movement, restoring movement, restore, restoring flexibility, stimulating the nervous system. And so that was all in line with, with my own personal health approach. And so, you know, I decided to head off to, to college, made a big change and absolutely loved what I was studying and really felt uh, privileged to study. And I give the example of, of the, the level of anatomy we studied was really, really intense. And so yeah. full dissection and, you know, literally holding someone's heart that had pumped life through them for 77 years uh, was really an, an unbelievable experience. So to be able to learn about the human body to that depth and that extent was really fantastic and then to apply it to help people and it was really you know it wasn't about pain treatment really for me it was about helping people restore quality of life and get back to activity and get back to movement and be able to enjoy things who came in and and wanted some quick relief from something yeah that that's fine but for me it was really about helping people who were really looking to uh, to get back to things and get back to activity and and get out there and enjoy that's beautiful. I love that. Thanks so much for sharing that. Mm -hmm. If you can maybe dispel some of the myths around chiropractic care, because I feel like some people, especially those listening who maybe haven't been before, automatically think like, oh my God, I don't want to get my neck cracked. Um, mm -hmm. Right. And they have this idea of what it is. So if you can maybe expand a little bit about what it actually means and what's happening when you've got somebody on on the table in front of you. Yeah, you know, I, I like to, from the engineering perspective, I like to say that our bodies are extremely complex and, you know, movement is an integral part of us being healthy. If you're not moving well, if you're not able to move and be active, then it has a, a big impact on your overall health, whether it's changing, uh, you know, concentration and mood and, and memory function, sleep function through to cardiovascular health and weight and all sorts of things, right? So it's really... Um, you know, it is the art and science of helping someone move better. And, and it is really manual therapy. If you think of your body as lots of levers and, you know, muscles all working together, you know, it's, if you have a mechanical issue, it makes sense to take a mechanical approach to, to help yourself improve. And that mechanical approach is either, you know, stretching, muscle work, uh, manipulation or or adjustment, which is a term for restoring joint movement and joint mobility, uh, stimulating nerves like proprioceptive nerves that control your balance and you have. So, getting your nervous system to function better. Now, those are all things that can be achieved through through manual therapy, and so that's what 
the chiropractor is is generally doing. But there's also um, you know a respect for lifestyle and and lifestyle influences on health. And so I I like to give this example. When I was studying, I had a a good friend who was studying medicine at the same time, so exact same year, same you know same year by year. And so we we compared our our courses at one point, and you know, he realized he he was getting four hours of nutritional study over his four years of, of med school. Right. And we were, we were doing something like 275 hours or something. Wow. And, you know, nutrition is not my, my specialty, uh, but it is, it's this idea that you have to respect um, health from, uh, you know, from the whole or from the perspective of, of taking a, a wellness approach, right? And so nutrition is a pillar, uh, sleep is a pillar, movement is a pillar. And so, you know, it, it's that idea that taking a, a natural approach to, to helping people improve those aspects uh, of their health and well-being is, is just a crucial part of, uh, of being healthy. For sure. I love that. And then you mentioned how, of course, you got into the world of CBD and (laughs) patients were using it and whatnot, and you found these amazing results. And so let's start off with talking about the endocannabinoid system and what Mm -hmm. it actually is so that our listeners can understand. Yeah. And this is really a subject I love because it's absolutely fascinating. It's incredibly vast and has a huge impact on our health. And to me, it's completely um, uh, unbelievable that this thing called the endocannabinoid system was really only discovered like 40 years ago, you know, 30, 40 years ago. Imagine, imagine not knowing about your circulation system, you know, or your digestive system 30 years ago, right? It's, it's kind of a crazy concept. And yet the, this thing called your endocannabinoid system, which is vast and throughout your entire body and has an impact on, on homeostasis and, and regulation and, and how systems work is, is really an integral part of how your body functions. And so, you know, it wasn't known because it's not like you can do some dissection and, and find it. It's, it's a signaling system where enzymes and, and you know, hormone type molecules are used to to communicate between receptors amongst cells and and help cells regulate their their function. And so you you know you can't just go and and look at it. So you know it was actually discovered because someone um decided to research THC as to why humans uh got high, you know, right. quote unquote from THC that had never been done because it's a restricted molecule and hard to do research on, on a restricted uh, compound. So they, they were able to do research on it and find actually isolate the molecule and then study how it impacted the human body and human brain. And so they started to find these receptors that THC bound to these receptors. And then they started to see these receptors absolutely everywhere in your immune system in your digestive system in your central nervous system. And so, you know, the the human body does things uh, for a reason. And so when you start to question, why would we have all these receptors and what do they do? You know, then you start to see that there's this, this vast network of communication uh, in this system that responds to these, um, to these molecules, these compounds called uh, endogenous cannabinoids or, you know, molecules that your body makes. And so your body's using these molecules to, to communicate and regulate. And so, 
you know, the interesting thing was here's THC, which comes from a plant, CBD that comes from, from a plant, which in simple terms are like mirror images of the same molecule that your body makes. And so those plant molecules have an impact on binding to these receptors and impact your endocannabinoid system. So pretty fascinating that it's a, you know, it's a system you can't, you can't do dissection to find it. And yet they started to identify these molecules and then identify these receptors and then see them everywhere. And so they form this concept of an endocannabinoid system where all of these receptors throughout your body are communicating through release of molecules and binding of molecules to, to regulate uh, body functions. And so that's, uh, you know, it's a, I'll say a bit of a, I like to describe it this way, your, your endocannabinoid system, the theories are that it's there to help regulate overall function. Okay. So regulate sleep, regulate mood, regulate digestion, regulate immune response, regulate nervous system function. And so because it's so vast, you can, it's an easy step to think, well, if I can improve the function of my endocannabinoid system, I could probably improve the function of many aspects of, of health, right? And, and body homeostasis and wellness. And so that's the idea at this point that your endocannabinoid system regulates so many things. And if you can improve the function of your endocannabinoid system, you have the potential to help many different uh, functions within the human body. And so where does CBD fit into all of this? Yeah. So, you know, so if you look at the, the cannabis plant or the hemp plant, you have two most common cannabinoids, those being THC and CBD. And so, you know, you, you then look at these molecules and see how they interact with the human body. And so it turns out you have uh, molecules that your body makes, which are nearly mirror images of both THC and CBD. And you have receptors that these molecules will bind to. So technically, CBD will bind to and interact with receptors within your endocannabinoid system to create a response. And, you know, I, I use THC as an example because many people just understand the, um, you know, the psychedelic effect. But that's happening because the THC molecule binds to receptors and it, and it basically blocks the pathway from closing. So this pathway within your brain stays open and you get a release of neurotransmitters, which creates the, the psychedelic effect. So CBD can bind to receptors, can change the way these transmitters are, are being produced or absorbed and create effects within the body. Okay. That's awesome. And so how is that how it plays a role with pain management because it's interacting with these receptors? Yeah. Pain management is a great example. So your body, when you're in pain, you're getting pain signals, you're most likely getting inflammation in the area, and you're probably getting a muscular spasm type protective response. Okay. And often our bodies overshoot. So you get too much pain signal, you create too much inflammation and your muscles just go into tension and spasm. And, you know, ultimately that, that doesn't help. It's supposed to be a protective mechanism, but the overshooting is not helpful. So what CBD and other cannabinoids will do is bind to receptors and change those responses. So you can get a blocking of pain perception you can get a blocking of inflammatory pathways. So you produce less inflammatory chemical and you can block muscular tension uh, responses to reduce muscle tension. 
So I, you know, just like from that premise, from my 20 years in practice, here's a molecule that can address the things I saw most often for 20 years, people coming in in pain, people coming in inflamed and people coming in with a lot of muscle tension. And this molecule comes from a plant. So, you know, it's a natural source molecule that your body is technically already making. And so that fit very well with my my natural approach, uh, you know, to, to health and, and wellness, because I was never keen on over prescription or um, really ultimately surgery as well, right? It should be very last resort. So here's a here's a natural molecule. There's a lot said about these plants kind of evolving with with humanity over time. Uh, relationship with the human body. And so pain is one example of, of their ability to reduce pain. And I can say there are well over 200 clinical trials and hospitals going on. I think in, in I think the stat is in Canada alone. It, it may be wider than that, but you know, there's a huge amount of interest now studying CBD, studying cannabinoids for their health potential. That's really great. And then in terms of weaning off of pain medication, I would assume that mm-hmm. CBD would be really helpful in that regard too. Yeah, I, I think that's a, a hot topic. There, there is a what should I say? Um, you know, status quo is is good for some sectors, and you know, the, I I believe that a natural approach is best if it's uh, effective, and so we are seeing CBD be very effective in uh, pain management and and those things I was talking about, inflammation and, and muscle tension, and you know, ultimately I see the consumer responding. And so there's so much interest and so much excitement and, you know, our brand, so much positive feedback uh, that keeps us working hard, uh, you know, where, where people are truly responding and saying, hey, this really works for me. And so I often get asked, is CBD a fad? Is it, uh, you know, is it going to come and go? And I say, you know, physiologically, it makes so much sense. And the response that people are reporting from it, I, I truly believe it's here to stay. I, I think there will be advances and there will be other compounds from this plant as well, which are super exciting. But yeah, there's, I think there's huge potential for people to benefit here. That's awesome. And so when it comes to CBD, like, tinctures and oils, like ones mm-hmm. that you would ingest versus topical. Mm-hmm. Like, can you maybe dive into that yeah. a little bit? Yeah. I'll say from my, you know, my clinical experience, um, we were often dealing with topicals, right? So the things that heat you up, the things that cool you down, the things that distract you from, uh, from pain. And so to me, uh, developing a line of topicals was just a a natural extension. Here we can take this great molecule that has all these effects and put it into a topical. So we can actually get cooling and something with huge potential as opposed to maybe just cooling, right? Right. So yeah, so there was this this fantastic opportunity to help people through topicals. Um, and, And we actually, we were, I think, Probably the first brand to actually do some um, some consumer surveys and focus group studies to try and get some information because it, it, you know at the time it was very hard to to do clinical research quote unquote right so you know so we did these uh, focus groups and and the response was really amazing so it uh, it it made us work hard and carry on but yeah ultimately topicals will help many people but to a certain level 
right? So I like to say, you know, that person who is has the surgery appointment booked for tomorrow and is wondering if this topical is going to is going to save them from that appointment, it's probably not the case. But right. yeah, really, like ninety percent of what we all experience through life and you know complain about whether it's uh, you know we've exercised hard and we're sore and stiff afterwards, or we've got some um, mild arthritic uh, complaints in knees and feet and hands. You know, we've got neck tension, we've got uh, headache and and migraine, uh, you know, induced from the neck, we've got back pain, all those sorts of things are, are what people are really reporting uh, benefit from in a topical, right? And then, you know, there are certainly many situations where an ingestible is just going to have more of a generalized uh, effect. And there are things that I think we'll be touching on here around hormones and you know, reproduction and, and various things, sleep patterns, which you really do need a, an ingestible, it's going to have more of a systemic effect than a topical will. So let's talk about hormones because mm. I obviously being the healthy hormones for women podcast, yeah, that's right. <laughs> there's a lot of women that want to know about their hormone health and, and really understand if CBD is something that can really help with their hormones. So I'd be really mm -hmm. curious to understand the interaction between CBD and, and hormones and the role that it plays there. Okay. So I like to describe it from two perspectives. You either have the direct effect of CBD impacting hormone production and uh, and you know hormone absorption and and hormone interaction with with its target um, organs and target functions and then you have this overall effect in terms of health and and well-being so from the um, you know an example from that direct perspective is that in terms of hormone function you have something called your your hypothalamus your pituitary gland and your ovaries. And there's there's this uh, concept of an axis where you've got communication, hormone communication between hypothalamus, pituitary gland, and ovaries. And so that that is a very direct communication. And there is some very interesting information and research out there showing that cannabinoids can impact that that system, that communication, and help to regulate that system. There's also, you know, you can have, I'll say too much of a good thing. <laughs> and For so, sure. you know, the, the example there would be someone who, who uses um, a lot of cannabis, they can certainly have a negative impact on their, their hormones and their reproductive um, capabilities, right. And reproductive function, but the fine tuning and the improving are things that CBD appears to have an effect on. And I don't, you know, I don't claim to be the the world expert here because it's such a, a vast topic. When right. when I describe this umbrella effect to your health and to know that CBD and other cannabinoids can impact so many aspects of of function and and health, it's really quite amazing. So it, you know, it just I like to think of it from the perspective of you know, is our systems, our hormone systems, and um, you know, ovaries or or uterine function not optimal, there's possibility that CBD may help improve those functions, right? By right. interacting with hormones and interacting whether hormones are being secreted enough or not enough or absorbed or, or whatnot. So that's, a, that's the very direct link. And I would encourage people to really ultimately, you know, one of the big messages I like to get out is just go and do some research on the endocannabinoid system because it's really, it's absolutely fascinating. And you will find scientific, you know, physiological 
information as opposed to purely just marketing uh, information. So, so there's that direct effect, and then which is being studied, and then there's this this general effect on your health, and that's you know that's where I come from a clinical perspective. It wasn't about targeting that one aspect; it was about getting someone healthier as a whole. Right. And so, when you look at what CBD can do, uh, if you think about sleep as an example, there's there's an effect on sleep, um, reducing anxiety, reducing muscle tension, improving sleep uh, pattern and sleep regulation. So if you start to sleep better, all of those effects or sequelae that come from sleeping well are, are true benefits to, to hormone function, right? So, of course. Um, you know, weight loss and change in in activity level and exercise level and mood and all those things. So, you know, in practice, I often saw people who were stuck in a pattern of, of terrible sleep, lack of energy that led to lack of activity and exercise Mm -hmm. that led to pain that led to terrible sleep. And they were (laughs) stuck in that cycle. Right. And so my, you know, my goal with those people was to help break that pattern and if we could help with one component, they would often get better as a whole. You didn't necessarily, you know, have to work wonders on on everything, but if you could help something start to head in the right direction, they would benefit. And so sleep is a great example. If you can improve your sleep, your immune system will work better. Your endocrine and hormone function will be improved. Uh, there's potential for weight loss. There's potential for reduced diabetes. And so, you know, all of those things start to work in a positive way as opposed to potentially being stuck in a, in a cycle, which is having a negative impact on, on hormones and, re- and reproductive function. So sleep is a, a really a, a great example. And then, you know, the list goes on because CBD can impact your digestive system and digestive function. So irritable bowel syndrome is an example. There's some very interesting information out there about CBD taken, taken orally, either through a drop or, you know, a tincture or whatnot, something, something ingestible having an impact on irritable bowel syndrome. And so that's, uh, you know, that, that I find fascinating. If you can get yourself healthier and working better as a whole, you know, kind of, of globally, you're going to have this positive uh, potential positive impact on hormone function. Oh, that's awesome. There's like a helicopter going over my house right now. So I hope it's not really loud for, for everyone no, that's, that's listening. Yeah. Um, so I would love to talk about dosing because mm-hmm. I'm sure this is something that a lot of people are confused about in, in regards mm-hmm. to like, do you have to take it every day? you know, in order to manage pain, do you have to apply it, apply it every day? Do you also need to use topical and ingest, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, should you only use it around your cycle for those who, for those women who are having issues with their period, like in terms of dosing, like what, what do you typically recommend and and how long to be using it? I think it really depends on what you're dealing with and the intensity of what you're, you're dealing with. So, you know, chronic situation with all sorts of you know, issues surrounding it, because often one health factor leads to another and another, of course. Uh, you know, that is a situation of CBD with, with its potential, you know, very basic examples. If you sprain your ankle to help your ankle feel better, you're probably going to do it over a week or 10 day period stuck in a, in a pattern stuck in a, um, you know, an issue that's really chronic and intense, then it's likely weeks, you know, a couple of months of regular CBD use for it to help improve that homeostasis 
that may be lacking in terms of your endocannabinoid system. So, you know, generally we see people do it regularly, you know, daily, and then see what the impact is. If there's no impact, then the suggestion is that you go up in terms of how much you're taking or, or using it, but continue to test it for a while because where instant gratification is is the theme and, and our health doesn't necessarily work that way, right? So it's something that it's a journey we have to work on over time and improve over time. And so that that is the case with CBD if you're going to take it as a as a supplement and look to address something that you're chronically stuck in, then it is it is something that you start slow and take over time and and time is weeks of months to judge its effect. So, you know, the feedback again is very positive. There's so many responses and it's not, I also say it's not a panacea. It's not going to fix everything for everybody, right? But you just have to give it enough time in a chronic situation. And then there are, you know, there are milder things that we all deal with on a regular basis. And, you know, a a global pandemic is certainly, um, did anxiety and stress levels for people. And so, you know, CBD as an ingestible can help in that moment. You something in oil or, you know, ingestible or whatnot, which can have positive impact on just reducing some of the stress and anxiety in that moment. So there are things that you can do, you know, kind of spot uses for. And then there are other more chronic situations that would take a couple of months to, um, to see their effect or impact. Got it. Okay. That's really great. I'd also love to chat about real quickly stress because I have a feeling this is probably at the root of most of the physical (laughs) issues that people are experiencing and what you saw in your 20 years of practice. So can you explain how stress can manifest as physical pain? (laughs) Yeah, this was always an interesting one in practice. I'd have people arrive and uh, they got back pain, they got neck pain, they're suffering from headaches, they're they're just not active. And, and you know, you think you're stressed. And especially the guys would say like, no, I'm not stressed. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm not stressed. Our bodies are designed to deal with acute stresses over short periods of time, right? It's that fight or flight response. We're designed to to run away within a minute, you know, or fight. We're not designed to handle slow, you know, low grade or medium grade stress over long periods of time. It has major impacts on us. And, you know, from the physical perspective, it does increase muscle tension. And so I would say to patients, if 10% more tension in your body, day after day, month after month, that's probably going to have an impact on how you feel, right? So, you know, so that is the idea that we could help someone feel better and be looser and and have more mobility. But ultimately, they really had to do something about their stress management and and stress response. Activity and exercise is such a fantastic way to change your stress response because really you're doing something there that you're designed to. So you go out and you raise your heart rate and you get that blood flowing and you stimulate your brain with activity and movement you know, and, and your proprioceptive system. And so you create this sudden response that your body respond, really reacts to and that can help you get out of this low-grade, slow, steady response that your body can be stuck in for a long period. So activity and exercise is, you know, it's, 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 it's not really like a revelation, but we are, you know, we are humans and we have habits and often we know something, but eh, maybe we don't do something about it. Right. So it's always a case of, of, of looking to, to just tweak something and get some motivation and start to get something going in the right direction. 
I love that. Well, that was really awesome. And you broke that down in just a really simple way to understand. So I really Mm -hmm. appreciate that. Can you tell our audience where they can connect with you and find you and learn more about your products? So the site is drkirkland.com and uh, Instagram as well, Dr. Kirkland. And we got a lot of great information there, um, some blogs and articles and and whatnot. So please uh, check us out. Amazing. Well, we'll be sure to put all of that in the show notes. And thanks so much for your time today and for being with us. My pleasure. Thank you, Samantha. My pleasure. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in today. I really hope you enjoyed our episode with Dr. Andrew Kirkland. You can head on over to drkirkland.com. You can also find him on Instagram at Dr. Kirkland, and you can learn more about Dr. Kirkland Therapeutics, his CBD products, and his topicals. Uh, You will find that all over on his website. Thanks again for being here. Have an amazing day. Enjoy the rest of your week. And if you haven't left us a rating and a review, you know that we always appreciate it and it will help our episodes and our podcast get out there to more women who are stuck, who are feeling confused and overwhelmed when it comes to supporting their health and their well-being and their hormones. We are happy to provide them with this information and support them and support you in your journey to healing. I really love reading your reviews and the beautiful messages that you send me over on Instagram. They mean so, so much. And as I sit here by myself behind my computer recording these podcasts, it really means a lot knowing that they're landing with you. They're really making a difference in your life. And it really just gives me that that motivation to keep moving forward and to keep supporting you as you move forward on your health journey. So thank you for allowing me to be a part of that in any small way. I'll chat with you all next week. Have an amazing day.